0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rugby League Talks. I'm Keegs. I'm Jacob. And today, we're back to talk about a couple of exciting games of footy that ha- happened over the weekend. Uh, first one we had that we want to talk about was Dolphins vs. Capras, Broncos vs. Seagulls, and we're going to talk about the Ma- Maori All-Stars vs. Indigenous All-Stars a little bit, uh, but also a quick side note, SG Ball. It's officially back. Great to see some junior footy back uh going to say, Canberra killed it. 66-0 against the Storm. I'm a very happy Yeah, trappy. I saw
1: that. I saw that. That was fantastic. Uh, something I also want to add is that the Warriors looked pretty decent in their game against the Rabbitohs, which I watched. Uh, Adam Blair is coaching the Warriors. Yeah, right. And and they played quite well. Uh, in particular, there were a few chances where the Rabbitohs really should have won that game. Did you see uh, what they happened missed though? It, with Old missing mate getting the shoved? I didn't.
0: Bro, uh, I think it was um, the fullback of uh, Rabbits just started to be cheeky, pushed one of the Warriors players, and then Warriors was like, nah, fuck you, and ran over him a couple of sets later. Huh. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah.
1: No, well, the Warriors, they did seem to have that team-first attitude for a lot of the game because despite uh, the Rabbits missing a few kicks to take the lead from in front, which is probably something that their kick is going to have nightmares about for a while,
0: um...
1: Uh, <laughs> They did really well just in clutch defense, just driving people over the sideline late in the game when they had to. And it's just a great testament to what Blair has been able to instill into the players, I reckon. And very promising for the Warriors' culture.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, Warriors getting back with their junior footy is going to be good with, for the club itself. But um let's talk about this one game one game that I was excited to watch and it did not disappoint for myself because I got to see three genuine rookies f- kill it. That was Dolphins versus Capras. Um, yeah. A bit of technical difficulties wow. with um, the first 20 minutes as they don't know how to put a live stream on, apparently, as it kind of didn't work. Um, but then, after a couple of minutes, uh, it got back up and we were able to watch some premium footy by Isaiah Katawa and Va- Valence Tawara I believe that's how you say his name, if not... Oh, it's Tavare. Tavare, okay.
1: Tavare, yeah. But... The Tavare, anything like that. Just make sure you get the (laughs) tear.
0: Fucking hell, this Dolphins side. Like, they were pretty clunky at times with their discipline, especially in the forward pack. But the outside backs for me is where they really shined. Um, Tavare, especially. I don't... I think a lot of people will take note of how he... uh, Ran the ball up a lot, uh, from kick me to returns. He was the second. Um, he was on the second play, and he, he kind of reminded me of like early Talakai vibes at centre. And he was a very strong, powerful body. He was able to accelerate, and uh, they had to bring like three guys in to tackle him. Very good stuff to see. Um, but what I would actually like to point out his defence was incredible too. There was multiple times where he rushed up on his opposition centre, either forced an error, got the tackle, and was just able to have his number the entire night, and just his wrestling on the ground, it was really incredible to see, as like, he would turtle, and if you don't want, don't know what turtling means, if you're going to shift your body, to stand up, to stand at the correct rate, position, uh, at marker, while you're on the ground, and it just like, limits the movement of the uh, ball carrier, which is really good to see, so uh, Tavara really shown his uh, defensive and offensive skills, I thought.
1: Yeah, uh, well, it was a big night for him. Obviously, he got that try as well. Where um, Beautiful try. Ins- instead of doing anything fancy, he simply decided he was going to run over two guys prop style, uh, which was pretty fun to watch, to be honest. Not
0: much else to say about that. It just Other than that, yeah. It just shows how... Dolphins will play him I, I I feel like he could possibly play Round 1 If he wanted If Rain wanted him to And if he wanted to He could be ready uh, Obviously Like he's playing at a junior level still But like He has that potential To be a very steamrolling centre uh, Much like you're Justin Nolan But bigger And The way you play around him And if you have him on either I think you have him on Milford's side If you have him on Milford's side You just give him early ball uh, close near the line and it does the exact same thing he did in this game. It's a steamroll over opposition edges.
1: Yeah, well, he does seem to be quite comfortable in that left-centre roll. I think that despite having the ability in him to play first grade if he wanted, it'd be really good to see him play reserve grade for a year, I think. And my reasoning behind it is, despite he did have some uh, shining moments of defensive technique, I think his lateral speed was lacking at some points. Uh, It felt like, and that could just be because of how big he is, but it felt like he wasn't getting across as quick as he could or getting as involved as he could at some time. So I think being able to build up his match fitness... Through playing more reserve grade because he didn't get a full season of Q last year.
0: No, he didn't. Um I no, I, I so. just think that it's how big of a body he is. You'll see guys like Tarakai, like Olam. Like Olam's a bit smaller, but he is that wrecking ball where they don't have that lateral movement in them.
1: I think I think Olam has fantastic lateral movement. Yeah. He's I actually think he's one of the premier defensive centres in the comp, to be honest.
0: I mean I meant as in like the way their body's built, like obviously uh,
1: yeah, they're both they're built they're both built pretty large.
0: Yeah. And I think that's gonna be a risk you're gonna take. Obviously you want him to keep that physique as you like it that's his that's his strength, obviously. His his ball running is his strength. So if you like get him Fitter and more lean. I think that kind of goes away.
1: Mm.
0: Um, you could obviously work a lot, uh, especially on like if you have an acceleration coach or a running coach there. Um, I know there's a lot out there currently. Um, Nita Manard, I believe that's how you say her name. She's a Kiwi Fern. She play. She's played for. Um, Chooks, she's played for Power, and she's played for Broncos and NRLW. She's a coach that does that, so even if you get her in there, that would be pretty awesome to see. Um, But I I think... I do agree with sometimes uh, he was unable to get to a play because of that lateral speed.
1: Yeah, and it could just honestly be a footwork, fitness, and experience thing. Uh, It never has to be too complex with lateral speed because, you know, sometimes we do see... Uh, any guys that like a halfway second row to centre do have that issue. Like yep. when Cohen Hess was playing there for a few rounds a few years ago. Uh, I don't like to remember this experiment, but when he was, you notice just his ability to move to the side whenever there was a guy wrapping around. He just wasn't really getting there quick enough. It's only that Kurt Uh We see it in Origin when he was playing centre there last year. He uh, you, you just did not he wasn't able to get across as quick. And I think because of how intense and fast-paced the NRL footy can be, Tavare, he looks like he's got a lot of promise, but if he goes up against, say, who are some really quick centres in the NRL, I mean, even Stags if he's healthy, uh, Valentine Holmes. uh, There's lots of explosive guys out there. Or even if there's fullbacks that they've got a mark because they create an overlap and watch... You know, imagine him trying to watch someone like James Tedesco coming across, who's got some of the quickest feet that we've ever seen in rugby league. That's
0: a a great point there that it's the risk you're willing to take for that powerful ball movement, like I said. And that's like what I think lost Queensland game run of origin 2021 was because of that lateral speed on the edge. Our edges got torn apart. So. If you can, do you, do you think Kenny Bromwich would be a good player to play alongside Tavara, or would you rather Kafusi because of that defensive ability? Um,
1: Well, I think that Kafusi is generally a right-side second rower. Yeah. Oh, that's where he plays his best footy. So it'd be Bromwich just because, because of, of that. Position. that. Yeah. Um, but if you but had I to play think... someone there... Yeah, if you had to place, um, I'd probably put him next to uh, Bromwich just okay. because I think Kafusi works best with a more mobile centre. To be I, honest, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, he's yeah, because he's someone that has great defensive pressure when he's rushing out, and if he does that and Savare follows, but then they decide that they're actually going to go for a uh, defensive slide instead of going out and in, then is he going to be able to physically make that adjustment? You know, we're not 100% sure. It feels like that you have to get it right the first time, given his current lateral speed. This is why I do want to see him reserve grade also, because he is relatively new to rugby league, I believe. Um, I'm pretty sure he was a union player initially.
0: Okay. Yeah, that, that, that does make sense.
1: So there's a lot of things that he might still want to be learning in rugby league, essentially. And also because... The Dolphins already have some tried-and-trusted guys there at the moment. Now, they've also got Jack Vostok, who played in this game as well.
0: That was someone I was going to mention. Uh, oh you my... want
1: to talk about this. Go, go ahead, Keeks. Have some fun.
0: Okay, so Vostok kind of reminds me of that Tommy Turbo origin because of his like build. You mm. know, he's a, he's tall, he's fast... But the way his ball movement from edge to edge was really incredible. That flick pass he got to his winger and they scored a try from it was just incredible. I also, what I love about this guy, and you know this, Jacob, that's what I love about blokes and it's what I fucking feed in the blokes when I talk to them about how they can improve. Yeah. He looked like a genuine leader on that field that night. Just a reminder, he's only he's only like 19 years old. He played under nineteen origin last year. He, there's not a lot of guys that age that can go. That looks like someone who can bring energy onto the field. Of course, we've we've mentioned Jonah Pezet on the podcast before. We did a post on him recently on the page, but this, but Jack Bostock, when they got an error in their own half. The first thing he did was say... Alright, calm... Like, he, he did the hand signal to calm down. It's like, calm down, get this fucking scrum in, and then defend, defend... I don't see a lot of blokes do that at his age. Especially when you have blokes that are a lot older than him. And have more experience in, with him in, like, that kind of field and that kind of team... Obviously, it's not the same level as if he was playing with like Milford, Kafusi, um, nor them. But to see to see that confidence in a young centre, who has made the switch from New South Wales. He played for the Steelers last season in Illawarra, and he's all, he's come up to Brizzy to play for Dolphins. It's really great to see, and it's uh, what I like, love seeing about this game, where everyone was questioning the Dolphins signings with, like, their big-name players. Like, you know, they got called a failure because they couldn't get Smith, they couldn't get Grant, they couldn't get Munster, like, or Hughes, or, like, any of those blokes. But what people aren't looking at, and I think, is how well they have signed their juniors. Rain has obviously seen a lot of prospect in these juniors. You see it in Tavara, you see it in Katoa, and you see it in Bostock here, and it's really great to see that they have noticed that they need to sign good early development juniors so they can continue going up the path of the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, agreed, hundred 110%, and that's the exact same opinion I've had of the Dolphins for quite a while. Um, there's been so many things that are really inconsequential at the end of the day that keep getting t- spoken about by the media and by a lot of pundits as being important. So you look at things like having a marquee player well, that's got nothing to do with long-term success. Uh, the reason I ran this point is because when the Titans came in, they had lots of marquee players. Uh, they brought in Preston Campbell. They brought in Scott Prince. They brought in, I believe it was Matt Rogers. Uh, and that's not even including some other fantastic players that they had. Uh, so, at the end of the day, are you, are you looking for short-term doing okay-ish, or are you looking for a team that long-term can build something because this isn't Wayne's first radio at actually building a club in its first years, right? You know, he did it with the Broncos and so we see what he did with the Broncos is he made a big point of scouting players. You now, for example, Shane Webke, uh, someone that he brought in when he was sent out to actually scout Steve Price. Um, and obviously we know what Webkey was able to achieve during his stint at the Broncos uh, with that 2006 Premiership victory. Where he played a massive role. So in the context of Wayne Bennett and the Dolphins, I think what they've done is actually more exciting for me than say if they ended up getting like what, Reese Walsh or whatever. And even in the context of Marquise, they've gotten Tom Gilbert and Hammer. Um Yeah. Origin which I know I know that they're not superstars in the same mold that some other players are, but they're both origin players. So 100%. I'm really not sure what else you can ask for. I would rather have a few origin players than one spectacular player and a bunch of borderline reserve graders.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree with you, and it it just shows how Rain is very smart. You know, uh, Rain obviously he has a lot of a big history with my club. He was a uh, he we were runner runner up with him in 1987 at Canberra, so he's got. I do rate him a lot. Uh when you see like blokes like this that are coming through the system and being like like standout players, like they're gonna be a Dolphins favourite. Like Katoa could easily be a big name fu- uh, name, a big name in the future. And his yeah. first club where he debuted was the Dolphins. So if they can retain him, retain young talent. Uh you also have guys that they have the um we are building that mentality of having that good club culture. You start you start the good club culture now, and you show it to the younger blokes, and then they continue through it. 100%.
1: And we see that with guys like Bostock as well, like you've just spoken about. Uh, his energy and mentality and leadership. Now, they've got that at the junior level, but they've also got that at the higher level. You've got guys like Ray Stone, who reportedly have a pretty good attitude. And then you've got guys like Tom Gilbert, who not even reportedly, just everyone knows.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: everyone knows the influence that you get from Tom Gilbert, you know, the countless amount of times that he spends uh, doing charity work off the field whenever he's not playing footy. And that's not even including the amount of times he hypes up, you know, all his teammates, takes care of them, gets involved in team activity. So they've... Like, they've well and truly... I I, I rate the Dolphins recruiting like an A minus. I I can't remember what I rated them last time, but just by virtue of the fact that they're able to get... Uh, Not one, but two basically insane talents in Bostock and Katoa. And that's not even including the other really promising players that, you know, guys like Tavare, who probably aren't at that same level yet, but definitely pose a massive threat of being next level. And even guys like, you know, Hammer, who, Hammer's best footy is yet to come.
0: 100%. And I'll just go back to this, like, real quick. When the Bombage Brothers got announced as key signings and Cafusi, uh, a lot of people were like, "Oh, I've signed like really old blokes." Yes, but that's when they're going to build the culture around the club, and they're not going to take yeah. young shit. I go back, and someone pointed out this to me: Melbourne Storm won the premiership in was it their second year? I, I believe it was. I think it was nineteen ninety eight. Was not? Oh yeah, it would have
1: been ninety eight. I think. Not 99, I think Dragons were 98. Well... I've obviously would to brush up.
0: <laughs> the inaugural captain was Glenn Lazarus. Glenn Lazarus is key as one of the best forwards in the game, best prop of the early 90s. Yep. He won premierships of three different clubs, Broncos, Canberra, Storm. He was marked mm-hmm. as one of the greatest leaders in those clubs. Yep. Just as he came to the first club and set the foundations at Melbourne... That's what the Bombage boys are going to be doing at Dolphins. That's what Gilbert's going to be doing. That's what Cafusi's going to be doing. And that's what Hemmer is going to bring over to as he will follow Gilbert as he's a trusted teammate and he's friends with him. Yeah, well,
1: even Gilbert, it feels so weird that we're speaking about him as a veteran because last year was his only, like, it was his first full season and yet he's already showcased qualities that some guys like Anthony Milford haven't really been showing Ever, I guess. Yeah. Not to disrespect Milford, it's just because some players are generally more captain types, whereas other players are just doing their thing. Um you know, for example, Toby Sexton, we speak about him, he's a brilliant player, but for a seven he's actually incredibly quiet. Yeah. And there's there's other examples too, um, of halfbacks who weren't really the controlling voices around their teams or so yeah. Not, not a crack in the middle, but just some players just aren't that controlling.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, speaking about controlling players, Katoa in this game, I thought he was Ooh. outstanding. Holy shit. And it's something you mentioned uh, before, and that's how he engaged the line and got upright on the advantage line.
1: Yeah, well, that's one of my favourite things to watch out for halves. Between their decision-making and their kicking is actually how they approach the line. Uh, you look at some of the best halves in the comp, uh, for example, just off the top of my head, guys like Cleary. I'm um, loving Cleary. I can even specifically bring in Nico Hines. This is the guy I want to talk about in, the com- in that conversation topic. Uh, Luke Keery as well, he does this. Whenever they get the ball, they seem to get several metres front of where the ball was played uh, in front of that. And then they start, you know, making their passes or deciding to run. Yeah. And that's fantastic because defenders, they can't leave them alone. They have to close in. They have to commit to them. Uh, and sometimes, you know, they might have to try and commit two people if they're fast enough, especially against middle forwards, and that's what helps create overlaps. Um, brilliant example of where just playing really close to the line can win you games. 2006, I believe it was the preliminary final between the Bulldogs and the Broncos. Uh, First half, dogs were dominating. Uh, Broncos, they just kept trying to shift wide. This is something Gus Gould pointed out. Um, And then second half, they just start playing much tighter and it allows guys like Lockyer to approach the line, pass really late and create those overlaps. Uh, Dearden, Kiri, Hines, the things that they're all fantastic at is getting over that line before they make the decisions. And Katoa, he was amazing at it. Uh, but not just that, he was able to make his reads as he did it. Like, some guys like Brooks make these really suspect reads. They still dig into the line, but they just their reads just aren't that good. Katoa, he was just constantly watching the defensive line, seeing what was happening before he made whatever pass he decided to. And it was just, it's something that you see from really experienced footballers. Um, not guys that are 19 playing in a trial match against the Capras. So, as much as I do think it'd be good to see him play reserve grade just to develop, I know I keep sounding like a broken record on this, but I think that you've already got O'Sullivan, so they don't really need to throw him in. Mm -hmm. Um, Besides, he hasn't had a full season of second-tier footy yet. Um, He was outstanding just at all the small things, and I think that's what you really want in a good player, and I think he's going to continue to develop that.
0: And just on that, like how important it is digging into defensive line and getting that advantage, we spoke about this in many podcast episodes of how the doggies took their shape early in the season compared to when Mick Potter took over, the way Carl Flanagan had adapted his game, where he dug into defensive line more, got that advantage, yeah, got, and was still able to score. nowhere, that
1: that's, I actually did want to bring that up, sorry to cut you off, but Flanagan and Katoa are, like, opposite players in terms of how they engage the line. Um, for example, Flanagan, he kind of makes his decision before he catches the ball, and then when he catches it, the first thing he does is pass. He doesn't really go too forward. Even after Potter came in, he was digging it more, but it wasn't at, like, the Katoa extent.
0: And um, there's a couple tries okay. or, like, plays where Katoa... He would dig into that line, and he had multiple options. And he didn't take that option. He didn't stop thinking until he got to the point where he needed to be. Like he could have gone easily short ball to his second row, uh, cut out ball to his center, or link up with his uh, halves partner. And that's how, like, you, you say, like what do you, uh what um, Flanagan and Brooks do. They don't. They don't think. They don't adapt. They know what they think what they're gonna do first and then they do it. Whereas they yep. and they just like don't adjust to it where Katoa does adjust. If he sees he's getting pressured from the inside uh his second row's gonna be pressured from the outside or in the inside. He won't go to that. He'll he'll go to his halves partner where he sees that open gap and allow his halves partner to uh make a choice of whether he just runs for that gap or he continues spreading it and create that overlap and get that overlap. Uh So, Katoa, fuck his footy brain is smart. Like, it's honestly yeah. so good to
1: watch. And the the way you make decisions is that's what separates a decent and serviceable half from being legitimately elite. You know, you look at the all-time great halves, uh, Thurston, Johns, Lockyer... I think that obviously they all had a lot of magic in them, but a lot of that was just based on being able to think late mm. and play as close to the line and buy yourself heaps of time. And obviously we can't we can't throw those wraps on Katoa; it's not fair. But so far he does have the makings of a very good player. Hundred uh, percent. If he keeps if he keeps
0: his attitude right, then you know the skies little bit for him. And another thing that's Great things. That, another thing that the halves need is that kicking game. And I thought his kicking was very good. Um, you say First and Johns um, as two blokes who are incredible footy brain thinkers. Uh, I think of, when you think of kicking, I immediately go to uh, Ricky Stewart, even though I'm a Canberra fan, it may be a little biased. But Ricky, he, the way he kicked the ball and was able to position it like he the t- torpedo was his thing he fucking perfected that and players develop, uh, took inspiration from that another thing uh Cooper Cronk with his kicking um, he wasn't the most like he wouldn't be up there statistically but it was his kicking where he placed his kicks where he positioned himself on the field to get to where the kick needed to be it was just sensational and Katoa, he took some really good kicks that game. He put them in that jail kick, the little 10 by 10 square they need to be in. Um, it was just a shame that some of those sets where they did do that, they came off with a penalty or an error. Um, and that's another thing that I want to move into later, um, where Dolphins, they were ill disciplined a lot of the time. Yeah, well, I mean, we wouldn't even need to get into it later. We can probably get into it now if you like. Well,. I noticed a lot where it was the forward pack of Dolphins that showed their Um, ill-discipline. There was, like, multiple back-to-back sets where they gave away a penalty. And it was, like, um, the inside 10-metre penalty um, where they rushed up. So, you know how 2021, where it was just going to be six again, but now it's just a penalty? That's what happened. Um... Saw some. uh, We didn't see the uh, new offside rule at the scrum take place, I don't think. So that's going to be something to watch this trials.
1: I hate that rule. Um, I think they should allow the halves to wrap around. Yes, they should. But just also let the um, defensive halves to follow.
0: I, I meant as in like, you know how they can be offside at the scrum? Yeah. That's what I didn't see. I think that's the adjustment that the rules needed where you can either kick downfield or just like pack to scrum again because a lot of teams were just getting away with it and it was just going to be six again or, or something like that so yeah there's that um, that side of the rule I like not land of halves to wrap around I do not like that's a bit iffy it's but, just
1: overkill and I think it gets rid of a lot of Legitimate creativity. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because that was like, you know, we saw some teams that mastered it, and they just looked fantastic.
0: The Storm mastered it. The way they placed Nico around those scrums was excellent. Even yeah. Canola sometimes. Sharks.
1: Yeah, I think Sharks had Nico. So. Oh no, as Unless in like
0: twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one when Nico was at full back. Yeah.
1: So yeah, well, he, was, I... he was really good with that. I thought the cows were brilliant. Like, not so be biased, but some of the plays that were being drawn up, like, there was one where Drinkwater took it himself for a try, but what was happening inside and outside of him was absolutely ridiculous. Um, there was... Uh, Reese Robson was running a jockey line, and he ended up playing wing at one point. <laughs> support? And then... Murray Talangi was running a second row line. So, it was, like, it was legitimately, it looked like some Auckland Nines-type witchcraft. Like, it was just one of the most ridiculous scrum plays I'd seen in my life.
0: Yeah, and right. And, obviously, we got, the, we got the try off it the only time we've ever used it. So, yeah. Fair enough. Was this this year, or was that Magic Round against Roosters?
1: I, I think we played against Tigers at Magic Round.
0: Uh, as in sorry as a, i meant as a 2021 magic round
1: oh no it was that happens last season
0: okay good okay interesting um what was there anything oh also Judah Rembu, Uh um
1: oh i quite like him
0: png hunter he got the opportunity to play with the dolphins during the this trial period he actually got subbed on for katoa in the second half i believe he was good um showed some great talent uh with his running the ball. I thought that was a, he was a really strong ball carrier what about yourself what do you what do you think about uh his little stint with the dolphins
1: uh I thought he was pretty tough actually there was one point where he got whacked high after putting in a bomb, but the bomb was still placed really well uh but it was his support running that I loved. He was just close to sorry he was just. Constantly having his hands up to get ready for a support run, and he there were a few times where he got the ball. He didn't really make a break, but it was just great to see him constantly active.
0: Effort player, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, uh, to be honest, I think that's all I got to say for the Dolphins versus Cappers game. Like a really solid game. If you haven't watched it, uh, you can go on the Dolphins Facebook page and watch it. Um, it's the quality is pretty bad. Not going to lie broadcast wasn't fantastic. No, it wasn't. But, you know, you, li- you live and let die. Um, I'll tell you what was a fucking good broadcast. Like, they actually did well with this. I'm surprised. Broncos versus Seagulls.
1: Yeah. So, funny story about this one. Uh, last year, the broadcast for this game was terrible.
0: Yes. Yes, it was.
1: Um, it's. It was laggy. It, it just flat out wasn't working. Uh, and they Broncos had to tweet about... So about the technical difficulties they were having. So obviously they've learned they've decided they were gonna put in a great setup for it this year. And it paid off because there were some performances that were definitely worth watching in HD.
0: Oh yeah, our first big one, Tyson Smoothie. Hello
1: Wow. What a game. Bro, uh, he did excellent. Do you see why I kept saying that um, Blake Mozart wasn't the next cab off the rank?
0: Yes. Yes, I do. This is my genuine first time seeing Smoothie play, and oh my God, was I impressed. This bloke did f- wonders. He did awesome. Like, good job. The first thing I noticed throughout this game was his pin was his passing ability, the pinpoint passing. Holy crap, it was good. He was not missing a single shot. It's just
1: incredibly smooth service. It just hits the halves, the forwards, wherever it needs to be going.
0: And it just made for fantastic watching. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of prime Josh Hodgson. 2016 Josh Hodgson, 2019 Josh Hodgson.
1: Ooh. It was for a more modern day comparison. I'd go ahead and say Reed money yeah, That was what uh, I was thinking too. Some, he throws some bullets, but even he plays a bit like Hodgson, I reckon. Uh,
0: like, he also did the kicking like Hodgson. That was so incredible. Like Yeah. And he, he nearly ba- had a 40 20 at one point. Yeah. He, just, he backed himself he's, he's too.
1: Just, I, I genuinely think he's got it all. Like, he showed every trick in the book. Um,. Every time he picked up the ball, too, it was just absolute box office. You know, he had the flashy one hand pickups, faking left, going right. He just, he legitimately could do it all. And it felt like there was nothing that he could do wrong that entire game. Uh, obviously, he bagged a try as well, I believe. Oh, yeah, he uh, scored the, the
0: first try, and it was absolutely insane. Like, not like tricky, tricky game and play, flashy stuff. It was just eyes up. He. Yeah. He saw the gap open up after um, one of the markers were offside and trying to get back onside, and he just, he backed himself. He went through the second row and the prop, and they couldn't get to him. Like, he just bowled bowled over. Great stuff. Yep.
1: Right through the A and B defenders, did exactly what he had to, made that brilliant read. Uh, There's really... Like I said, it just felt like he could do no wrong that entire game. Um, He made every read that you would want someone to make a read in that position. And it'll be really interesting to see what the Broncos' plans for him are. Because, you know, he's already... What you saw yesterday, he's been doing it to Queensland Cup the entire time, right? Like, it's already... He doesn't need to play another year of Queensland Cup. He needs to be going into the National Rugby League as soon as he can. Because he's definitely got the talent. And they've also got Corey Pakes, who he's just as crafty. So you can't throw him on the bench.
0: Nah, yeah. Well, this is a question, because there's someone else I'd like to mention that went pretty well. I believe there's one more top 30 spot at Broncos.
1: Hmm. Well, Smoothie isn't getting one. He's actually on a development contract. Yeah. What? which I think is a bit silly that Mosa gets top thirty whereas Smoothie gets development contract. Where yeah, one of them paid. is one of them hasn't played Q Cup and one of them has. You would think that if you rush someone to first grade it would be the guy
0: who's already played against grown men. Hmm. Well In a magical world where Smoothie wasn't on developmental And, like, I think this is a pretty obvious what it's going to be smoothie. But Tristan Saylor also impressed me a lot.
1: Yeah. I've... I just want to say I've had the pleasure of uh, watching him play live uh, for a Queensland Cup game last year. And I was surprised by how good he was as a playmaker and a kicker. Uh, But he was also very quick. And I honestly think he's gotten even quicker. He's
0: so fast off the mark what I love is his crisp passing like it his ball movement is really fast like and the way he can just pass the ball and get it off to someone is incredible so I think Walsh is guaranteed fullback position but if you have Saylor there if Walsh gets injured he he goes into origin camp uh, like I wouldn't be contested if um Sailor went into that fullback position for a couple games, to be honest. I felt he was he showed some great promising signs. He's passing for one, you say his speed. Um and I'm gonna ask this question in the perfect world where Blake uh where Smoothie isn't on developmental, Broncos have one top three spot left. Do you give it to Sailor or do you give it Smoothie? Because um, Sailor's on a training phew. trial.
1: Yeah, I would... Oh, that's a tough one. I think, who do Broncos have as their fullback depth at the moment? So, they've got... Not a lot anymore. Walsh. Well, they've got Walsh first. And then... Herbie. They can play... They've got Herbie. He can play there. Cobbo can play there. you would rather he didn't, though, based on what he did last time he was there. Um, Jesse Arthurs, he can play there. So that's, they've got a few guys who can play there. Now for their hooker depth, they've got, just straight off the mark, they've got uh, Walters, and then they've also taken a hit with Turpin leaving. So then it goes Pakes. straight to Walters and Pakes as their first rotation. Toby Hetherington. Well, Hetherington can play there, but you probably want to avoid that given how good he is in the forwards. Yeah,
0: 100%. But he still can be counted with depth in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we're including Farnworth and Cobo, I don't see why not. Yeah.
0: So, I I think you want to sign Smoothie to that top 30 because of depth. Uh, you also have Blake Moza. Can't forget Blake.
1: Yeah, they do have Moza, but I actually... I think Moza makes me want to add Smoothie more. The reason being because I do not think Moza should debut, like unless he's going absolutely gangbusters in Q Cup and doing better than Smoothie did last year which by the way is an insanely high bar I don't think he should be rushed into first grade okay. I think it would be better for him to just Follow. learn everything he can while he's as a top 30 and gain experience from being around the NRL team but mm-hmm. also by their trade
0: hundred percent agree if you there need a development in them a lot more. Here's the but with this little thing where uh the new rules has come out where cowboys can only be black hawks for feeder. Who's the who's the Broncos feeder club? Because there can only be one, is that right?
1: I don't I don't think it's a real thing, at least I don't know about. Because Broncos are still sending players everywhere.
0: Well, if that's the case, why the hell because the Cowboys can't send their boys to Pride or Cutters anymore. Only the Blackhawks. I,
1: is it because they can't or because they chose to? Because oh. they're still, I think, unless it's just a top 30 allocation thing, then I have no doubts that the um, Broncos would choose South Logan because they've already sent... They've been sending their guys there for years.
0: Well, I, I believe it's a new thing that's come from the QRL, because speaking to well, hearing things from the Blackho- one of the Blackhawks head gurus, he was forced to do it. They were forced to do oh. it. Well, in which case, I think,
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it's like an area thing. But then again, why would the Roosters be partners with the Jets if it was an area thing? Because that's a different state entirely. Yeah. So... I believe it's QRL. More into
0: it because I remember yeah, well, it was a the, big... the
1: Jets, the Jets QRL team, are partnered with the Sydney Roosters. What? Yeah, the same way that the Storm have been partnered with Easts and Sunshine Coast. Yeah, I knew that, but I didn't know about the Jets. Well, it's a new, it's a new thing. Is it okay? Yeah, and the Roosters are also getting a New South Wales
0: Cup team. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty good. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, I would have thought, like, with North... I would have thought North Devils would be somewhere, too. Like, a feeder club. Because... They will be
1: somewhere, but South Logan has just... I think that's just been where Broncos have generally sent their best players Uh Milford, when he got dropped, he went there. Croft, when he got dropped, he went there. Dearden, when he got dropped, he went there. Azako when he got dropped, he went there. Cobo. Uh, Albert Kelly went there. No, Cobo was winning Manly.
0: Oh, was he? Okay. Yep. Oh, Cobo that's right. was
1: winning Manly, um, along with Palacia and TC Rabati. Yep, okay. Well,
0: that won't be happening with the aforementioned bloke, but... Yeah. Um. Yeah, right, okay, that's interesting. Good to see, though. Be be keen to watch that. Um, I also thought the halves for Broncos were pretty solid, too, if they're kicking. There's a lot of... um, I don't have a lot of stuff for the Seagulls. Like, I thought... uh, Someone who really impressed me for Broncos as well was uh, Shalom Offall. He actually... He's actually from the Dragons. He played with their, one of their sides last year in the juniors. And he'll also be playing at second row against um, the Titans this weekend. Again, um, at 7.05 on a Sunday night. Fucking prime time to watch some footy. And it's going to be a good game because I get to see Kian Pereira play. I get to see Tanner Boyd and Sexton in the halves. Um, also... I get to see um, Jack O'Hearn play again so that's the, him the Queensland Cup legends yep um, also Thomas Weaver has been named as on, as the 18th man for Titans
1: yeah really um, fast fascinating you see me plays I think Jalen DeGroote got named at like 20 as well uh, yes he did which I don't know I kind of just wanted to see them
0: play early but it is what it is Um, What's another one? Tristan's been named... uh, Smoothie has been named um, as well. Um, Haas is playing. That's interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. uh, Uh, They're arresting Reynolds. I'm surprised Haas isn't getting arrested, but I don't blame them for just building up his match fitness a bit. Uh, Yeah. Martin to power 16. Yeah. Okay, I... I wouldn't be surprised if they just started to power, to be honest, just to get him some fitness, similar to why Cowboys are starting mm.
0: um, Tama. Yeah, true. Um, it looks like Foreign isn't playing. Well, Foreign is playing, and that's for Ryan Foreign. Oh. Well, once again, I'm surprised that
1: they're just not going to risk it, uh, especially given
0: Foreign's injury history. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Kieran Fawn's not playing, but Ryan Fawn is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brimo's not playing. Uh, they haven't named. Uh, they've named Chris Randall at, lo- uh, at hooker. Yeah,
1: not surprised that he's getting some game time either. Yeah, be... Uh, it'll be between. Obviously, I think Barrels is getting first crack at nine, but you never know what'll happen.
0: Yeah. Oh shit! I just looked at the Raiders side. That looked good. Oh, oh, oh! I'm happy with this. I'm happy to see some of these Raiders boys play. Um, that can't be the same Lockless, Lachlan Lewis. I'm thinking is. I believe it is. It can't be really. I believe it is. It is not okay. It's not. The and Lewis, I'm thinking.
1: Oh, it's not? Nah. Huh.
0: Thank God for it was. that. <laughs> I don't because want... Beakers beware. Yeah, I don't want someone stealing... No, he'll, he'll steal, like, Jordan Rapp and his golf clubs, and then it's on. Um, alright. How much time do we have left we ha- okay, we have time. Was there anything else you'd like to speak about with the Broncos versus the Eagles match? Seagulls, sorry.
1: Um, I quite like Jack Campagnoli for the Broncos, but I believe that he is being sent to South Logan as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely
0: devastating. I loved him when he was a winner, Manly. Yeah, you're a winner, boy, aren't you? That's not good. Oh, well. Mm. Who you? Um, What's the next game you're doing? Do you know yet?
1: Uh, I think so. I'm not sure which one it is, though. We've been sent stuff, so I know what it is, but I just
0: can't, can't remember. remember. Fair enough. Well, let us talk about both All-Stars matches coming out this weekend. The first one mm. we'll talk about is the women's. Now, are you familiar with the women's side at all? Uh, yeah, vaguely. I watched a fair bit of NRLW
1: when I was able to. Um some absolute guns, obviously, playing in here. Really excited to see Kira did play. Uh, Jasmine Peters, named in the center.
0: Do you know uh, who I'm centers. really excited that about? Is though? Awesome. Who are you excited for? Talua Talit. She plays oh. for Gold Stars. She's an absolute, she's an amazing person. I love talking to her. I spoke to her at one of the fan days a couple of weeks ago, and she was lovely. Um, She's also a great player. She's actually with uh, the Gold Stars, as I said. I think she's with Makai Cutters as well. Um, another one I can't wait to see within this Indigenous squad is actually um, Peters, as you said. Uh, Jamie Chapman is at fullback. Um, yeah. Quincy Dodd. They haven't named Caitlin Johnston, though, which I'm a bit sad about because I love Caitlin.
1: Oh, she's absolute fantastic to watch to play. Um, I'm surprised that uh Talia Formano was not named as six somewhat, but Kira Dib is an absolute gun, so I'm not oh, surprised yeah. about that. Um Also Destiny Brill playing for the Maori team.
0: Yeah. Uh, she's lo- an
1: absolute weapon. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, she's going to absolutely tear it up. She's just an absolutely glam player.
0: Gail Brofton's playing as well, she's quite decent. Um Oh Gail was awesome. She killed it as a fullback I thought. She was great. Um yeah. She is also she's also an Olympic um nines. No, Olympic sevens yeah. or something like that. Yeah,
1: Olympic sevens, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I was thinking Shania Power being named for the Indigenous team as well. She is an absolute weapon. So this is just I think unlike the NRL teams. Uh, we're going to see some you know, some proper guns out there playing in the women's teams.
0: Oh, yeah. Well. I'm a, a bit upset that we won't be seeing Kennedy Charrington play as she broke her arm for the Bulldo- uh, while she was playing for Bulldogs. Nor will we see Nita, mm. which I'm a bit sad about. I like Nita. She may not be the best, yeah. but she's also like faster than the Ruck, and um, I just like her personality, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Other than that,
0: who else what, are, else, what are your predictions for that game? I think Indigenous win it. Agree. Um. For the halves, if they won it last year, uh, Jamie Chapman killed it, from what I remember. So mm. se- seeing Jamie play again, um, t- no Tamika Upton, unfortunately. Um, mm. for the Indigenous squad, um. They all, also Maldi have haven't announced seen McGregor. Oh.
1: Well if she is playing, that changes things significantly for me.
0: Yeah, same here. They've named I think they've named Tamara though. Let me double check. Um Yeah, they've named Tamara at six and they've made Ashley Quinlan at seven.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: So so I'm looking here 2022. The team looks, looks a bit different, you know. No Tamika up Upton is a bit sad. Um I, I thought she was really good um last season. Uh, I think it's because it's her own choice because she doesn't want to risk injury uh for the knights, mm. which is fair enough to be honest. Um That looks yep, no that's the same. So yeah, that's uh interesting. Um, they've also Talia Fumano, She didn't. She was the eighteenth woman last year. It was actually Kiara Dib and uh, Tallulah at in the halves. Um. Corbin, ba- there's no Corbin Baxter either.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, Talia so, Filmano, she's just been doing a great job over at the Dragons. I thought. Yeah, she has been. She's she's been good. Um, alrighty. So, what what do you reckon the scoreline's going to be? I think it's going to be twenty-two to twelve, to Indigenous. I think having no Racing McGregor for Maori is a big big loss. If.
1: I'd probably go 28 to 16 Okay. to Indigenous. Just because I think that there's too much class in the outside backs. So I think Jasmine Peters is going to absolutely kill it as well. Um, she's, she's just a gun player. Uh, played fullback before, I believe, as well. So she's got some pretty decent ball-playing ability. Very quick. Uh, it'll be very fascinating, uh, just to see how the game goes. Though I'm very excited. So am
0: I. Um, another one, the main attraction is the men's game, of course. Um, and we did they did take a few hits each side, um, and to be honest, I'm looking at both these sides, and one, well, I f- like, I think Maldy. Looking at it, they have the stronger forward pack. Whereas the outside backs for Indigenous are very good. They look so much better. This is one this is one to seven for Maldi. Hayes Pem, uh, Hayes Perham, Morgan Harper, Jesse Arthurs, Adam Pompey, Jordan Rapiner, Zach Dockerclay, Paul Turner. So that's the moldy side. Um, this is the Maldi, this is the indigenous side one to seven, child Mitt, Cobo. Whiten, Naden, Sloan, Walker, Hines. I'm seeing... Yeah, really different... One. Really different levels and skill there. I'm seeing one, two, three, four... Has Naden played a grand final? I think he has. Five of those yeah. blokes have played in a grand final. Three of them, four of them, are state of origin representatives Oh no, sorry, five of them were state of Art representatives. That's being Cobo. So um Cobo, Walker, Hines, White and Troutman. That's a lot of class in that black line back line. Yeah. Um That's that's a lot. It's those half spans are dangerous. That half thing. span's dangerous.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. I think there's a lot more class in it is just backline. Obviously. But I don't think that like the Marie team, their halves definitely like their halves are reserve grade halves. Uh, the Indigenous team's halves are they you could throw them out there for Australia if you really wanted to. 100%. And they wouldn't let you down because they're both amongst the best players in their position. So, there is a ridiculous difference there. Uh, Mitchell at one, obviously, too. But I think some guys won't let this Murray team down. Uh,
0: Parham and Rappina. Parham, I think, is very exciting. 100%. And we'll, we'll, we'll get a glimpse of how he'll go at fullback for doggies, I think, in this. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll... This is it's a game for him
1: to be able to show himself off yeah. uh, while he's not at trials because he's got Avarillo to compete with for that spot and if he wants to get that spot obviously he'll have to play well there. He's he's gonna be behind a very good forward pack. Oh uh, forward pack. Not just a very good forward pack, but a very good one going up a forward pack that could be best described as a an above average
0: reserve grade team, basically. On, this is 8-13, to 13, starting forward pack. Fisher-Harris, Harariya-Naira, Royce-Hunt, Nikora, Ricky, Tarpani. Holy yeah, shit, and, that is good. Compare that to the, Indigenous, with Keir, Mosley, Mitchell, Fumano, Peachy, Hopgood. Māori's looking good in that forward pack, not going to lie. Yeah, no, well, it's just... It's it's really
1: on another level, isn't it? Uh, when you have a look at just how class they are. Uh, even some of the lesser names like Royce Hunt and Jordan Rickey there, I still think are definitely better than the guys that they're going up against. Uh, Royce Hunt, obviously, is fantastic.
0: A bit Ooh, underrated. I
1: think the Sharks forward pack gets underrated a lot. Yeah. Royce Hunt being a casualty of that... Um, I think Jermaine Hockgood's pretty good, but then he's up against Joe Tarpanier, who's pretty much on par with... If he's not the best middle forward in the comp, James Fisher-Harris is, and they're both on the same team. So, this is, like, it's ridiculous. And this is why I think that... This is, like, the ultimate question on what would win, amazing forwards or amazing backline. Like, oh, this yeah. game is going to tell us the winner. Uh, undoubtedly, I think. The one spine position that is weird... Is Hooker. Yeah. Um, Kieran Mosley has not played an NRL game in the past season. I don't think he's played one ever. Um, I don't even know who he and is. And he's going against Haruero Naira, who obviously has way more NRL experience, but how much at Hooker? Not much. Uh, has he played hooker at no. the Raiders? No, he's only played lock. Yeah, or oh, he's played second row in bench as well, but I'm pretty sure he's not played hooker. They put Adam Elliott there, but obviously that's got nothing to do with this. So, oh, yeah. it's going to be very fascinating to see how he goes. I guess he just needs to put the world on fire. They just need him to make his tackles in the middle and get his passes to the halves they don't have to be amazingly crisp I guess yeah um, but I think that the key point of attack for them is going to be Hayes Perum racking rapping out the back I think he's the one that's got most of the promise uh, with his ball playing and his speed and his ability to wrap around he didn't really get to shine much at the eels because he was playing on the wing but his main position is full fullback and 58 at uh, the Doggies who get to play fullback if
0: he gets to. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah, I'm just looking at Mo- Mosley now. I think he has. He's played for Titans and Penrith. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. There you go. He, uh in fi- in 2015, he played for Bears. He then went on to Tweed Seagulls Blackhawks for a, a year, he played four years at Jets, and then Devils uh, last year.
1: Yeah, because I knew that he was a bit of a Q-Cup journeyman, but I did not know that he made some mineral stops.
0: I, I believe that, I'm looking at the right bloke anyway. <laughs> yeah. Why do they have a Queensland, a photo of him in a Queensland journey? Oh, under 20s, 2013, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, he is. He is a pretty skillful player. He just never was really a first grade stable.
0: Well, he played one game for Penrith. He played twenty for Titans. Oh. Hmm? Oh my god, I can't remember. I went to school with his little sister. Oh, okay then. Because he's from Cloncurry and I'm from Cloncurry. <laughs> now I remember uh, who this I- guy is.
1: The mining town.
0: Yes, the mining town in outback Queensland. Yeah. I remember him very well now. There you go. <laughs> um. No, I I I think, I think they win. mold win the forward paddle. Forward, forward battle. It's just, how can the outside backs, use that. With their skill, I think like you said, Perams going to be a big game. Rappinum with his ball running, Arthurs we all know how good he can be on the edge. Um, mm. It's just I think they get out kicked and outmaneuvered by Walker and Hines, especially Hines with his kicking. And if Walker can get good ball to troll, that's going to be a bit dangerous on an on for Morgan Harper and Pompey.
1: Um, yeah, I'd agree, but it, I think they might do a fair bit of kicking from out of their back end, unless their back five takes them insanely good carries.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, wait, so you're talking about Māori? Uh, no, I think the Indigenous
1: team is going to be playing outside the back of their own end.
0: Yeah. Well, we all know how good Cobbo can be, Sloan... Uh, Sloan,
1: I think, has a fairly small body, so I don't yeah. think he's going to take the majority of the hit ups.
0: He's very light. That was the one big thing he got uh, criticized on at Dolph at um, Dragons when he was playing fullback. Uh, yeah,
1: well, it's as a fullback, all he had to do was his kick returns, and that was okay. Yeah. But putting him at a wing,
0: I think, is going to be a different story. You could probably get Whiten. And... On a kick return. He's very tough. Or oh, you probably want him to take a hit up, don't you?
1: Yeah. yeah, you would want Whiten to be taking hit up. So he does take
0: some white characters. Yeah. You know what's the shit thing about this game, though? It's at 2.45pm for me. I'm not going to be finished work for another hour and 15 minutes. That's
1: bullshit. It's a weird time. I'll probably be at... Work during it as well, but well, I'm it, more than happy to watch the replay. I think I'm I'm okay with it, even if I miss out, just because it means that it's a good time for the people in New Zealand.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, and they deserve some good quality of footy over the part. Exactly. So, because yeah. they've because they've been
1: having to deal with nighttime kickoffs over here forever. Yeah. Um. So they definitely, like, I've got no problems with it. As much as I'd rather watch
0: it. Hundred percent. Do I miss out on any good games come Saturday? If I need to rewatch it. No, not really. Dragons play Saint Helens. Panthers play Eels. What's the Panthers team looking like?
1: It's cows and Dolphins, which is going to be Yeah,
0: that's Sunday.
1: Amazing. Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh Arcee's playing for Eels.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant. Good to see him get a crack. It'll be one year since he played the trial okay. for the Cowboys at seven, and looks pretty good. Um.
0: Oh, Sean Lane got named a captain for Eels. Yep. I think Sunday's the big ticket for me. That's an exciting yeah. day. I get to see Canberra play, Cowboys play. I get to see Cam Pereira from Titans play. I'm happy.
1: Yeah. Oh, be I... fantastic!
0: Just see how he goes. And um. Brendan Smith on uh, at twelve o'clock for Roosters.
1: Yeah, but oh, that'll be that'll be fantastic. Uh, I think Roosters. I believe they've also got Seer Wong playing as well.
0: Yes, they have. Uh, uh, that's gonna be 2nd s- be row. great to
1: see how he goes.
0: Who else have they named? They've, made, they've named Lodge. There you go. Kiri and Walker in the halves. Ethan King at fullback. Um, they've named Sorali in the centres. Hmm. Uh, It'll be good to see how he goes. Yeah. Jonah Pezzett's playing for Storm. Hey, so, where's, he, where's he playing? Starting seven with Fishhart at six. Fantastic news. And Walshy is playing ten. Walshy. Yeah, that's fantastic news, isn't it? Katoa. um, Kane Bradley is with the Storm. Oh, I didn't know that. I know he left Cowboys, but I didn't know he went to Storm. Unless it's like a feeder club. Oh, Sandin Smith is also 26 for Roosters. Mm. I hope he gets some playtime. He's a guy. I the so too. Do we... Wait. Reverse Chooks. I'm talking about Campbell, because I know we usually do. Preseasons Challenge Round Two. We do not reverse Tigers and Doggies. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So there'll be two teams with something to prove. A hundred percent. Um. All right. Well, let's. I think we can round this episode off with a little bit of tipping. You can bring that back for this week. Um, oh, that sounds dumb. Tomorrow's first game... Well, it'll be today when it comes out. 5pm, um, Warriors versus Tigers. What do you got? It's in Auckland. Uh, let
1: me just go through team lists again. Um, I am going to go with the... Or just double checking I think pack. Waz. Waz it's, have... it's a hard mm. one for me, but I am going to go Waz. Yeah, Martin and Metcliffe in the halves. And Martin, yeah, I think there's just too much class there. Uh, also, their back line is mostly guys that are pretty good. That said, Junior Tupo for the Tigers. I'm excited to see how he goes. Uh, I get that they're playing Staines at fullback because he's going to be competition for Laurie, but I don't know. I just would have liked to see Tupel play there. Mm.
0: So would I, to be honest. Um. Third Warriors is my pick. Knights versus Sharks, I think.
1: Jeez, they've, they've got Wade Graham playing 5-8. Yeah, they do.
0: They've... A, There's also got... Back. They've also got origin ringer Greg Marju for Knights on the ring. With Gamble and Hastings in the halves. So that's a good one. Bailey Hodgson on at fullback. To be honest, I'm looking at it. I might go Knights on this one, mate. Actually, no, they got Jaden Beryl. Never mind, Sharks. Sharks by
1: 18. <laughs> I, I like that. Jaden Beryl, he's an absolute gun. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Sharks. Oh, actually, oh, it's hard. Um, I think Knights have the better spine just because they they've got players with NRL experience in the halves. Yeah, but I'm gonna go Knights.
0: Uh, Storm versus Roosters. I think I go Roosters. Uh, for Sunday's
1: game, Storm and Roosters. Um, yeah, I think I'll go Roosters as well. Just I think that they've basically named what is. First time An side. NRL team. Yeah. Yeah, ex- with a few exceptions. Uh, whereas Storm have obviously. They've named Joe Chan, which is exciting. Mm. Uh, I'm also excited to see Bronson Garlic play, though he's been around for a bit. But Will Warbrick, especially. Uh, Jonah Pezzett too We've spoken about him It'll be great to see him once again Against an NRL quality team But yeah I'm going to go with the Roosters on this one But yeah. it's also interesting to see that it's being played At Goomba Stadium in Geelong Yeah, uh, so That one is a very weirdly shaped place If you're an AFL fan that isn't a Geelong fan You hate this stadium with a passion Because of how weirdly shaped it is
0: <laughs> I can't wait to see it on Sunday then um, Rabbidos versus Manly, I think, to be honest, I think I'm going Rabbits. They have named um, a pretty interesting team, but I will say that, Manly.
1: Yeah, both of them have, uh, these are definitely both teams that aren't particularly close to what they would be. L teams would be, yeah. I will uh, say
0: Jackson Raheem on, as 19 for uh, Souths is pretty good. I, I want to see him play again. And we'll see how yeah. Jamie Humphreys goes at half.
1: Yeah, well, he's been playing in New South Wales for a while. It'll be quite fascinating. I uh, know that he's a junior player. He... He'll... I think you'd go right. I haven't seen much of him play. I'm mm. um, more interested to see how Raymond Tumalo Vega goes. He played in the trials for them last year. He, I think he scored a hat-trick. He was an absolute beast. He was massive. Uh, <laughs> Jake Toby, he can also break a game open quite a fair bit, as he did for Blacktown Workers in New South Wales Cup, but the team not exactly being fantastic. Um, I think Moali is better than Ben Condon, I think but I think Sipley is better than Selle.
0: Yeah.
1: I think Mama Ellis is the better hooker that's been named. I'm going to go Rabbits on this one.
0: So am I, to be honest. Um. Next game, Panthers versus Eels. They've basically named a Panthers side that is pretty... Uh, Mavgaya... Uh, I don't know. Oh, ranking and Arthur in the halves or Eels. I don't know. I don't know about this one. I'm going Eels. Yeah, I think so too.
1: I think Arthur, he, he's got decent decision-making. Uh, Decent enough to be able to put the team around. They've also got Josh Hodgson playing, as well as Ryan Madison. I saw that. Uh, then you've got really... Shaw Lane. I think that that forward pack is... Definitely going to be able to do things. Uh where McGree coming off the bench as well, same as Makatoa. We've got Mitch Rain at Hooker as well. So I really do think that um Eels win that one just off the back of Josh Hodgson
0: Yeah, so do I. Um bigger game to see how Hodgson goes. Hopefully he doesn't do anything bad to himself. Uh next game, Dragons versus St. Helens. I'm gonna go St Helens straight off the bat. I don't even have to look at this dragon side. The only thing I see notable um, that is M by at 7.
1: Uh, I'm noting Wellsby at fullback, because he is a pretty decent 5'8". Uh, I think it'll be very interesting to see how Jacob Little goes for the Dragons. He... I don't rate him as much as I rate... Um, Jake Simpkin at the Tigers but obviously he was close to the starting. Hale Finau is named in Reserves for Dragons. I hope he plays. He was the hooker at East Tigers. I've spoken about him a bit. Very deceptive, shifty, and quick, but he's also a pretty strong build as well. He can get over the line uh, if he needs to, so I hope he does play, because he is an absolute gun... wishing him all the best of success over at the Dragons. Same as Dan Russell, another Queensland Cup player. Yeah. But he was generally a second rower, but he played wing for Papua New Guinea. Um, Nick Tosso from the Northern Pride is there as well. So then you've got Monga and FiNA named on the bench. This is very interesting. I think it's also interesting to see the return of Sione Mataotia and Will hobble to Australia are uh, both of them former NRL players Sione Matautia was the youngest player to ever debut for Australia I believe in 2014 as a winger back when he played for the Knights uh, he's now playing second row in the Super League uh, James Roby the basically the Cameron Smith of the Super League not because of like achievements or greatness but just because he keeps on playing <laughs> um, and we, I don't think this man's ever retiring uh, they've also got Alex Walmsley playing, who is a really big player. This is this is legitimately hard for me to tip. Um, I'm actually gonna go Dragons.
0: Okay, it's gonna be interesting.
1: I'm actually gonna go. I think that Fina and Ravalawa coming from the back is gonna be massive for them. Yep. Molo can definitely take them forward, and I, I do think Empire has enough in him.
0: So put the points on the board. Interesting to compare drag like an NRL side to an S- to a Super League side. I'm thinking about the SRL too, don't you worry? <laughs> <laughs> um Alright, Broncos versus Titans. I think I go Broncos here. Oh, actually, yeah, Broncos, because of their forward pack. And also they have MAM at six, Walsh at one, and they pretty much have their starting back line. Um, whereas Titans have named Sexton and Boyd in the halves. They've got Chris Randall at Hawker, Aaron Clark at 13. Look, to be honest, this looks like a pretty good game to watch.
1: Um, yeah, I think that's still waiting on team list to load properly, but I can just see the Broncos backline there. Uh, that's, that's basically somewhat close to their NRL team, uh, minus a few guys that they don't want to get injured. Um good to see Stag's names after the shoulder surgery in the off season, missing out on the Curry knockout. Um it'll be fascinating to see how Walsh goes. I think he obviously he's been brought there to play fullback, but I still think he will need to impress. Yeah. Jack Ahern has seven his decent, but I also like that both teams are pretty much named They're very 17. strong teams. Uh I like that they're starting Peaks. Yeah, sort of. I right. like that they're doing this to try and see how he goes. And there seems to be see some form sort of gentleman's agreement to name good teams. because um, you can see that they have mostly named, you know, players that are somewhat close to the starting side, if not in it, with yeah. the exception of their more superstar players. Uh,. Flegler, Haas, Jensen. Yeah, I'm probably going to go for the Broncos on this one. Uh, it's good to see Brandon Fry playing. I wish that we kept him at the Cows, the second row depth. Uh, Shalom Urfu is playing as well. Over David for David Fafita. Uh, I'm fascinated to see how he goes. I also like seeing Sexton at six. Uh, it's weird saying that he doesn't have the running game that you want from a 5'8" but he doesn't have the communication that you want from a 7. So he probably reminds me a bit of Blake Green in that regard. So it'll be good to see him at the 6, but he doesn't have to focus on communication. He can just play what's in front of him, play footy, and handle some of the kicking.
0: Yeah, it'll be good to see. Like... Yeah, I'm going pro guys. Well, our next game I'm thinking is Canberra vs. Bulldogs. Look, we've pretty much named our I uh, Oh, not really, no. We've got Denny Levi at h- hooker, Snyder and Frawley in uh, the halves, and Savage at one. With <laughs> Croker's back. Fucking love to see it. Um, Good to see. I love Croker. Um, he's a clubman, and it's, I want to see him reach 300 games. I don't care. I don't know. Don't care if someone has to miss out. As long as Croker makes 300 games this season, I'm happy. Um, I don't like... I couldn't give a shit if we made finals. As long as Croker played 300 games, in my opinion. That's how much I like Croker, Because he's done a great service to this club. And I want to see him be rewarded with 300 games. Yeah. Um, um, I like the forward pack. I've uh, got Horsburgh, Mooney, Webb... Gula, um, Atamatoa, S- Solo on the bench. We've um, also named Martin. Um, I, I, but then I look at the doggy side and it looks really good. Um, especially we got Josh Reynolds. If you're not, if you don't know who Josh Reynolds is, what have you been doing for, for like the past ten years? Reynolds is a fantastic player, uh, a, a cultureman of the Bulldogs and it's great to see him back. Uh, Flanagan at seven. I think that's going to see a t- tipping point to see how he goes with the new coach. Marnie at nine. And, um, a bit of an interesting one with Brayden Burns at fullback.
1: This is the hard one to tip for me.
0: I don't care. I'm going to think...
1: As much as I love what Reynolds has done for Opie League, and I have that nostalgia, um, he looked very bad in Super League. Did he? Yep. There's there's a reason he didn't get another contract over there. Tomorrow, and he just he did not play well at all. Okay. Um, it wasn't. It was not. So he's. I don't think he's going to be anywhere near the. Dog's main squad but I understand why they're bringing him back from a culture standpoint. I hope he goes well. I hope he proves me wrong. I'd love to see him play footy but I just I don't see it happening. Yeah. Jay Locker is playing. Um, oh God. So you can basically guarantee a bunch of try assists for Brad Schneider um, <laughs> or Matt Foley or even Savage at this point. It's... It's a hard one for me to tip. Um... Yeah. Mostly because... They've both named some decent forwards here. Like, Max King is playing at the Dogs. But, Horsburgh and Gula are playing at the Raiders. I think in terms of the halves, I would say that the Raiders have the better halves here. Uh... Schneider is... He's brilliant. He has fantastic passing vision. Crawley and Reynolds is a bit of a mean comparison. Um both are Bulldogs legends uh, the kings of Belmore so you would say yeah everyone knows how much Dogs fans loved uh, Matt Frawley um they didn't (laughs) I think I think they supported him heaps as a player but uh, whenever he played they probably kind of groaned a bit because it meant that someone was injured yeah Um, but that said I think that's I'm gonna go Raiders on this one I just think right. that honestly, I just think that the halves are going to be able to outclass the Bulldogs once.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, next game, Cowboys versus Dolphins. Now look, this game looks fucking good. Um, mm. Got a couple of my blokes in there that I know um, in there. Shiba, Duffy, um, and Cookie, and Berkey. Um, so that's going to be good. You've got Chestnut at fullback, Hampton and Duffy um, in the halves, and then Kyle Schneider in, at hooker. Uh, you've also got, look, to be honest, the big red underline is Hampton at fucking six. Ugh. Um so Rugu's been play- named a prop by the way. Fantastic news. Uh, so he doesn't have to defend that wide. <laughs> um on the other end of the spectrum, Izako, Milford, Katoa and House and Graham will play in the spine look well, to be honest. I it could like to be honest, as as much as I love the Cowboys, I could probably see a Dolphins win. Um
1: Yeah, I'm I think this is going to depend on how Sadrugu and Tamo go, to be honest. Yeah. They're like... see could definitely take the team forward, and but they've also got Wallace and S.A.S.A., the Titans, Legends. Um, I think James Tamo is probably the only out-and-out bona fide starting forward that we've seen names in the forwards in this game. Uh, Guzaski, last season, is... uh, Goj- he, uh, he wasn't a starting player at the Dragons. Yeah, he's just much at all. He's there, but he he did play okay. Uh, he put up some great numbers in New South Wales Cup for the Dragons team. So I do rate that we have him. I think the bench is going to be a point of difference here because they're going to they're going to be bringing out Valence Tavare at some point. Um, not looking forward to our guys having to defend him. However, oh, I think Robert Derby. It's so good to be able to see him in a Cowboys jersey this week. Tom Duffy as well, and this also will be Sedrugu's first hit out in a Cowboys jersey, coming back from playing prop and lock uh, for Fiji. I'm gonna go Cowboys on this one. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be close. I don't know who to take.
1: I think the forwards get it done, and I think even though Hampton isn't the best. I think that the attacking shapes are probably mostly going to rely on Duffy and Chester. Yeah. Chester, he was hot and cold in the trial last year, but he's got a year's worth of Q Cup experience at fullback versus coming out of Colts. So I think that he's going to show a bit more class in terms of defensive positioning and still maintain that creativity. He's going to have a bit of toughness about him too. Yeah, Uh,
0: 100%. Going Cowboys... Um yeah, I think I'm a Cowboys because I want to support my mate in this one. Um Good on, yeah. Up the fucking Iggy boys. So uh well, in the words of Reese Walsh,
1: that'll be Up the park Boys. <laughs> I love that video. Don't, uh, don't think I forgot about that one.
0: Oh yeah, I got caught out yesterday because of it, you, your dog. <laughs> it wasn't you <new. laughs> it was lightning.
1: I think it was... Oh, it's so! Oh, I remember that. Oh, it's it's so funny though. It is funny. It's such a good video. It's like it's it's gonna make me Reese Walsh's biggest fan just because seeing him with the glasses in the middle was a mad cow.
0: Yeah, it's mad cow. Me, <laughs> that's that's so good. We we try to get we try to get Sean Johnson to say it, but he wouldn't. Oh,
1: that's so sad. Yeah. Oh As, well. Uh, I've, I've heard that SJ is, like, he looks incredibly approachable, but he's not. more introverted in person. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, whereas it's funny because, like, people would always mention when Sharks fans meeting Andrew Fafida where they don't expect him to be mega approachable. And then Andrew Fafita ends up being, like, one of the nicest footy players they've ever met. <laughs> It's just so funny me. to see players... Yeah, well, it's so funny seeing on play, the players' on-field demeanors versus anything
0: else. So, yeah. Just, yeah. Well, I think that's going to be the end of this episode. Um, Jacob, what are we going to fucking love this weekend? We're going to love our footy. We're going to love our footy. Thanks, guys.